everyone. Welcome back for episode 14 of the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we have the show for you. And this week, we decided to kind of follow the herds and go see Top Gun Maverick. Um, <laughs> we've only heard good things, and it's been tearing up the box office, so we thought we would, you know, see what all the hubbub was about. Welcome back to Gas or Pass. Gas. Yeah. <laughs> Gas! <laughs> Gas! Yeah. No, you got <laughs> that's, that's the... That's the whole... Just... Alright, next week, maybe we'll talk about... <laughs> <laughs> it just become, It just turns into Gas or Pass just that's... once a week. It's just a, like, it's our just intro. a five-minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just our intro, me saying Gas or Pass. We both yeah. say either Gas or Pass, and then our and then outro. Alright, yeah, see you guys next week. <laughs> maybe next week we'll talk about Jurassic World Dominion, and then next week it's just... Yeah. Alright, guys, this week we saw Jurassic World Dominion. You go. Welcome back to Gas or Pass. 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 <laughs> then sometimes you go pass and I go gas and then we go, oh. But then we don't discuss it. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> it's just oh. intriguing. Alrighty, so next week I think we're going to be covering. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the quickest. Like, I wouldn't even have to edit it. Fuck it, you know. Does that sound like, Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're in the... All right. No, but for real, though, before we get into all of that, uh, we do have a few pieces of news. Uh, yeah. The Deadpool 3 writers opened up about working under Disney. Oh, shit. Production has begun on the Mad Max Fury Road prequel. Oh, Morbius, okay. yeah, yeah. Morbius makes a massive return to theaters. And uh, we got a few pieces of news from Sony's State of Play on Thursday. Yeah. So uh, if you're ready to cut those up, let's, let's get in there, baby. Let's slice and dice. Slicing and dicing. Now that's no, so, fucking Italian. Italian. Uh, just Italian. <laughs> just a smoker. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart, grab my Marlboros from the top shelf. Come <laughs> give your Aunt Sandra some smooches, huh? <laughs> grab Gamma, her pale males. Her <laughs> pale males. <laughs> She's smoking fucking yeah. my, my camel blues. <laughs> Sweetheart, are you 18 yet? Yeah, could you run down to the market and pick up my Virginia Slims? <laughs> just Virginia Slim 120 menthol. Yeah. Just, just fucking gross. <laughs> just 120. A long ass fucking cigarette. cigarette. That smells like menthol. Menthol. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, who thought, you know what? We need to make this <laughs> smoke taste like mint. <laughs> what a fuck. Alright, no, for real though. Uh, yeah, Rick and Paul Wernick, uh, who they're the writers on all three of the Deadpool films now. Uh, yeah. They gave an interview to Den of Geeks uh, where they talked about writing a Deadpool sequel now that the franchise is owned by the mouse, right? Yes. And um, they actually went to great effort to like reassure the fans that it will still very much feel like Deadpool. Um, yeah. Rhett Reese even said that fans needn't worry about them being forced to find a more fam uh, family-friendly tone. He said that that's one of the things that they've been incredibly supportive in. Uh, <clears throat> they said now there may be a joke here or there where they say, maybe not that joke. Uh, but he does go on to mention how they've been successful with their first two films. And Disney has obviously been successful with their projects. 
So it makes sense that they would want to hopefully bring those successes together and not step on any toes. You know, if they don't have a, the, you know, the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did keep mentioning that it would be the backdrop of the MCU. So Deadpool will exist somewhere within the MCU. Obviously now with the multiverse, they don't have to necessarily have him be super intertwined, right? Right. Which could help kind of give them a little bit of leeway. They still didn't mention uh, where they stand as far as uh, a rating. I would really be surprised, surprised and not surprised at all if it kept an R rating. But I feel like if they're going to allow it to be MCU adjacent, that it would kind of have to be a PG-13. That makes me a little nervous. I know. But also, at the end of the day, (laughs) the mouse likes his money, you know? And if an R-rated Deadpool is what brings in the money, which it obviously has twice. um, Right. They might stick with the R rating and just maybe distance it a bit from the MCU. You know, you won't have him looking at Captain America and going, you know, fuck you, you star spangled freak or whatever, you know. Right. But, you know, if he still exists within the MCU, but just doesn't really interact with it too much, I don't know. Or maybe when he does overlap, they they, you know, tone him down a bit. I don't know. Because at the end yeah, of the day, there's kids' I mean, movies. Could, and so they could do sections. Like, if Deadpool's on a screen for maybe, like, five to ten minutes just making, like, a little cameo in one. Right, then he doesn't have to be but, vulgar. Right, yeah, like, yeah, they can get away with plenty of PG-13 jokes. But, yeah, like, a yeah. whole movie, just a PG-13? No, I yeah, want to see be hard. that. Yeah. And I do hope that maybe it'll help them become a little bit more creative, because I do feel like um, the Deadpool humor does just kind of devolve down into, like, look at my nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, but can we do that for three movies? Yeah. And so maybe this this will be a little bit of a constraint that makes them get a little more creative uh, in, in a good way. Oh, no, I definitely could for three movies straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a little <laughs> sip. sip. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, here, I'll take a sip break with you. Hold on, get closer to the mic, baby. Don't be shy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. <coughs> you fucking start gagging. <coughs> oh, uh, just straight fucking vodka. <laughs> that's what gets, that's what fuels this show, is Kamchatka. Okay. Kamchatka and Virginia Slim Menthol 120s. <laughs> 120s. Just, just a smoke-filled room and just cheap vodka. Uh, no, but for real, though, on uh, on June 1st, Chris Hemsworth took to Twitter to announce the start of production on the long-awaited Mad Max prequel slash spinoff Furiosa. Yes. Hemsworth is starring alongside Anya Taylor-Joy, who will be playing the title character. Yes. She, so, she, go ahead. She played the original character, didn't she? No, incorrect. That was Charlize Theron. Very different person. Mm. Mm. Yes, sorry. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, mm, quite. Most indubitably. Not much is known about the story other than that it is obviously based around Charlize Theron's Imperator Furiosa from Fury Road. Mm-hmm. George Miller, who is returning to direct, write, and co-produce it, uh, has expressed this idea that the prequel is going to be like a saga spanning 15 years, as oh. opposed to Fury Roads, which was just like a really intense three-day chase scene. Yeah. I'm fucking jazzed for this because at the end of the day, like Mad Max Fury Road was really about Furiosa anyhow. Mm-hmm. And Max was just kind of like our our way into the story a little bit. Right. 
But like it was, that's probably one of my favorite films of the last twenty years. Is Mad Max Fury Road? It's one that I could like talking about this. I'll probably watch it tomorrow because I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch that shit again. That movie, um, yeah, like <clears throat> I can't. That came out. When did that come out? What year? Uh, I want to say like 2014. Yeah, so 2015? I was like, uh, yeah, it had to be. Yeah, maybe it was 2015. I was like a teen when that came out. But uh, like to this day, like that. Shit's it's the scene with the the guy who's just shredding on the double guitar and he's <laughs> yeah, blindfolded yeah. and he's just like biting at the camera, it like gives me the chills. I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. And I love how very specific of an apocalyptic like um I guess style or feel, I guess, mm-hmm. the Mad Max like world gives, where something can feel like Mad Max. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, this is kind of a, you know, where you've got psychos and things like that and people that are just way over the top. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, it's a desert and it's car based. And you're like, yeah, this feels like Mad Max, you know. Hell, there's even parts to like Fallout New Vegas at times can feel like there's some Mad Max inspiration there. And how would you not? I mean, it's it's like one of the most famous post apocalypses. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I'm super jazzed for that. And I'm kind of excited to see Chris Hemsworth in it. Um, I don't really know what role he'll play in it. But yeah, that'd be pretty dope yeah. to see Aya Taylor-Joy as a young uh, Furiosa. Apparently, she mm-hmm. wanted to cut her hair for the role, like Charlize Theron did. But uh, George Miller was like, no, like you don't you don't have to do that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> Sony, baby. <laughs> so, Sony decided mm-hmm. to follow the wave of, of Morbin Morbius memes. Yes. And put one of, just put one of the films of all time. Back in over a thousand theaters, which we are in so a Friday box for. office. Yeah, Smartest a Friday box movie. office of just eighty five thousand dollars, which sounds like a lot of money until you realize that averages out to about eighty two dollars per theater. That's not that's not per showing. That's per theater. <laughs> which, like we talked about, the when we went and saw Top Gun, our tickets came out to be about uh, somewhere between ten and thirteen bucks a piece. Yeah. So you're looking at like a grand total of at most. Eight people seeing that movie in a like on Friday per theater. <laughs> it's like rough. Killing it out here, man. They're killing it. And I just love the idea that like uh, you know they really they thought that people would see it ironically, which I honestly don't blame them. I was a little bit worried that people would go see it ironically, uh, and we'd end up with a sequel because of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where, like, people would go see it ironically and be like, let's go shit on Morbius at the theater. And then they'd make a lot of money and they'd be like, oh, shit. Like, it doesn't matter if they hate it. They're paying for it. Right. right? And they'll but make another one and they'll be like, no so, fucking way. Yeah. Thankfully, it was so bad that, like, even meme culture couldn't save it. <laughs> that's that's bad. That's rough. When you got a bunch of Gen Zers going, it's Morbin time. But they will not fucking fork up the money to see it in screens. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. That's just, you know, like we've said before, any opportunity to dunk on Morbius. Yeah, we'll take I'll very take happily. Right yeah, like on a platter. <laughs> now, the thing that I want to talk the most about oh, yeah. uh, is Sony's state of play last Thursday. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot exciting in it for me, necessarily. I was hoping for um, maybe some The Last of Us news, because there's been rumors of like a, a remake of the first game. Ooh, like some pretty strong rumors to the point where people are just waiting for the announcement. Yeah. Uh, as opposed, you know, 
And, and also, there's obviously still that standalone multiplayer game set in the Last of Us universe mm-hmm. that has yet to been you know officially shown or anything like that. Uh, none of that. Uh, there was no God of War there. I was hoping maybe with God of War, still sticking by the idea that they're going to have a 2022 release. We might see something there. Uh, didn't. Uh, so I was kind of bummed out, but there's still some good stuff there. Like, it opened with a trailer officially announcing the existence of a uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah. yeah. And, the w- and the way the trailer opens, the text showing the date, I thought for sure that it was The Last of Us. And I was like, oh my fucking god, here it is. <laughs> but then I was pleasantly, like, disappointed, because I really love Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. But I did, I, I had to readjust my expectations because I was like, oh fuck. And then it wasn't it. And I was initially disappointed, but then I was like, oh no, that's still that's still, that's still dope cool. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um no it does. It looks really good. We didn't see any actual gameplay, I don't think, um, in the trailer. It was looked like it was mostly from cutscenes and stuff like that. Okay. Uh but I've really enjoyed the other two remakes that they've done, uh which was Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. I still have to finish Village, but that's not... They're not, like, same universe-type dealio, are they? Well, yeah, they, they are all the same continuity. But, I mean, you've played Village without playing 4, so... Yeah. Like, Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil Village are the most connected, as far as, like, Village is a direct sequel to Resident Evil um, 7. Oh, shit, yeah. well, well, I better... It's a good thing I didn't finish it, I'll catch up on the rest. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil is a weird one, where... I mean, honestly, you'd probably be better off watching, like, a video explaining the universe, because it gets really convoluted and complex, and at the end of the day, it's like, you just play the games that are good. Like, Resident Evil 2 is still, like, it came out for the PS2 initially, it's still one of my favorite games of all time. I remember playing that uh, as way too young to be playing it, honestly, at my aunt's house, and, like, it scared me, you know? Where, like, bad enough that, like, I was afraid of the backseat of the car, because there's a scene at the beginning of it where there's a zombie in the backseat of a car that they jump in. <laughs> and, you know, so little old me as a kid was just like, oh, God, there could just be a zombie in the backseat. <laughs> Fuck, you know, no. Uh, but no, so when they did a remake of 2, I was super jacked up about it. I was like, oh, fuck. And it turned out really good. Um, and then they did a Resident Evil 3 remake as well, which was still good, but it had been, like, really shortened up it was pretty um like like brutally chopped up where i was like i played it in a sitting and it was like maybe five hours oh damn and i was like whoa that's kind of kind of not what i was expecting because there is there's like a whole section of the game missing from the original um but so hopefully uh resident evil 4 takes more from the remake of two than three obviously yeah and there is a nice little overlap there because leon kennedy is a main character in two and then in four again Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if they're using the same voice actor or not. Uh, that's always played Leon Kennedy, but um, I'm just I'm super stoked. And uh, Resident Evil Four is actually like responsible for the modern day third person shooter, as far as like the way the camera follows you, where it's like kind of stuck to your back. Yeah. And, you know, as you move the camera, it moves the character. Yeah. Um, and the idea of like when you're aiming down sight, your crosshairs are floating around the middle of the screen and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what you picture as a modern-day third-person shooter is because of Resident Evil 4, and so it'll be kind of interesting to see if they try and do anything trend-setting like that with the remake, or if they just stick to, you know... Uh, they did say that they're going to obviously modernize the gameplay a bit, mm-hmm. but I don't know to what extent yet. Hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm jazzed for it. Like, when that shit comes out in March, I'm on it. Yeah, like, 
That sounds really cool, actually. Um, one of the other highlights for me was a trailer for a game called The Callisto Protocol, which I sent to you. Oh, um, oh. welcome back to Gas or Pass. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it looks very much like a spiritual sequel to Dead Space, similar to like System Shock and Bioshock, mm-hmm. where Bioshock's not not a sequel to System Shock, but it feels like right. it's definitely the same type of game. Um, Callisto actually is being made by one of the creators of Dead Space, so it's not an accident, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks really good. And Josh Dumel is performing the motion capture for the main character as well as the voice, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's promising that, you know, you do start to see that more and more now where a movie or a TV actor is in a high budget game. Yeah. Where, you know, now that, you know, motion and facial capture are getting pretty, pretty good. It's not a bad idea to get a good, you know, a good actor to be the face of your, your product. No. Yeah. I know. Like shit. Like a lot of these games are basically movies that they just yeah don't have like the, they have like different suits on for it that can capture it in the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you see them. It's always fun to see like behind the scenes stuff where mm-hmm. they all have to T pose at the start and the end of the scene. Yep. Yep. But no, it does look really interesting. Uh, it looks like it's set on maybe the space station is called Callisto, or it looks like it might be a moon potentially. And, and yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of like lore or story behind it, but it was, it looked really scary and pretty gory yeah. in the way that Dead Space is. And I will be interested to see how it fares up against. Um, a Dead Space remake that is supposed to come out, uh, I think, beginning of next year. Ooh. And so it's like, oh, you know, we'll have two very similar products, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they how they do against each other. Um, yeah, because yeah. I was watching that trailer, and the fucking... It got me when uh, the guy was moving between, like, the wall and the body that was, like, frozen to the yeah, wall. Yeah, and the eye and the opened eye just, up. yeah, moved right at him. I was like, like snaps to him. That yeah. shit scares the piss out of me. Yeah, and I like that they did a little uh, montage of your character getting killed by the monsters. Mm-hmm. That was very Dead Space, because uh, that was part of Dead Space's marketing, was, like, how gory and gruesome and brutal it was. Uh, it was like I remember Dead Space 2 had ads of, like, Basically, this game isn't for your mom. You know, like your mom hates. I think the website was Moms Hate Dead Space 2 or something <laughs> like that. Um, and yeah, Dead Space 2 was so good. But yeah, Dead Space 1 is a classic, has that really good survival horror vibe. I haven't played it, but from, again, a long time. But from what people say on the internet, like when they do a replay, it still holds up. So I wonder how this will make it like a modern version that kind of feels necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to. Okay, yeah, it's Dead Space. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then I think the last big, big reveal for me was that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered is getting a PC port uh, oh, on August 12th of 2022. Yeah, uh, with Miles Morales also coming to PC later in the fall. <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> my God. First of all, Sony is really smart to start porting their games to PC because, you know, why not? If you've got bangers that are exclusives, just put them on Steam and let the PC crew go, oh, fuck, this is good. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then you got people, dumbasses like me, who's played Spider-Man PS4. I played it on the PS5, and I'll probably fucking get it for the PC. <laughs> you know, and now I've bought the game three fucking times. Uh, but, you know, hey, they figure out how to print money. That's right. Uh, the thing that really excites me about it being a PC is the modding community, like the opportunities oh, there. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, okay, you know, anytime one of the PlayStation games gets posted or ported now, um, the modding community does always kind of like jump on it. So it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, there's an opportunity for like some funny mods where you've got, you know, 
Spider-Man is actually Homer Simpson, you know? Right, I mean? sure. Or, but there might be some really cool mods as well, where they, you know, the mods that take a few years to get done, but are really interesting. Where it might be a whole different game by the time they're done with. Ooh. Um, which unrelated, but that just made me think. There's a Fallout mod coming out. I think it's for Fallout Four, maybe mm-hmm. on PC called Fallout London. That looks like it's a fully yeah, fledged new I, game. I saw that. I had a buddy send it to yeah. me. And I watched it. I remember he sent it to me as at work. That's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, no, he sent it to me while I was at work and I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, it's a, it's a mod. And I was like, no, uh. Yeah. And so I really think that's interesting how uh, you can have a, a community. Obviously, Fallout is really famous for it sure. on PC of like, yeah, you mod the shit out of, of Fallout. Right. Um, but having people that are so dedicated to it that they want to tell more stories in it, mm-hmm. and they'll just make a whole mod. Um, and kudos to like Bethesda and all of them for not like shutting that shit down, right? You know, because I could very easily see a company being that way. But hopefully, you know, maybe we get something like that out of out of this. You know, seeing some of these PlayStation exclusives go to PC, mm-hmm. that'd be dope. Yeah, for stuff like that. Yeah, get like an Iron Man game. Dude, I would. God. <laughs> I've been all right. Well, continue because I got something for what you're no, 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 talking yeah. about. Oh, okay, I got you. So that's that's all I had for the news, baby girl. If you want to jump into Maverick, I'm I'm ready. Oh yeah, this week is going to be a little different. People, be patient. Uh, we're letting old Chrissy boy here uh, lead the the review for this week. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me go ahead and pull up my notes. So yeah, we went and saw Top Gun Maverick and. Uh, I'd say to start, when we got there, someone was sitting. Oh yeah, in my in seat. your seat, <laughs> and we like looked at them and we're like, "You're in our seat." And they were like, "Yeah." They were like, "Am I in someone's seat?" And we're like, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> and they just moved to like the other side of the person they were there with, and come to find out, it's because their fucking seat doesn't recline. Like it's the reclining seat to the AMC. <laughs> and then, who who did they get placed next to? Oh my god, they got placed next to this... I, I'm not sure if it was a family or a couple or a single person. No, it was just a single person. But dude, their phone, like, when it was getting a call, <laughs> the flash would start to, like, like yeah. flashing. As well, it started ringing, and he would let that bitch ring. And I, like, everybody was looking at him, like, dude, what did the... And then that? he fucking answered it. Yeah. I think it was FaceTime. Yeah, and he started fucking talking to someone, and then I think... I think someone said something to him, because he got up and, like, quickly scurried out of there. Well, so I think the people sitting next to us like kind of kept looking at him and giving him the dirty looks. And then he took a second phone call, and the guy next to me leaned over and was like, well, boys, we're moving. And he, they got up, and as they were walking past him, I'm pretty sure the guy said something to him about, like, we're trying to watch the fucking movie guy. And, like, they went down and sat further down in front of us. Um, and he wasn't too much further behind them yeah. as far as getting up and leaving. And he, I think he, pretty sure he gave the guy the finger as he walked by, which is pretty cool. The guy on the phone yeah, gave like, him what the, the finger? What the fuck? Yeah, the guy on the phone gave the the dude a finger that was like, that was like, we're just trying to watch the fucking movie, dude. And he's like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. You know? It's like, no, fuck you. Like, we all paid to see this, not to listen to your fucking phone go off and listen to you FaceTime somebody. Jesus. I was like, what? It was one of those where, like, when the second one came through and he answered it, I think you and I looked at each other and went, no. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. (laughs) Because, yeah, I looked and I was like, no way. Because I saw the flash go off on it. Yeah. We're like, no fucking way, dude. And then there's a dude down on the other side who was, I'm pretty sure, dying. 
he oh my coughed God. the whole yeah, movie, dude. and it was like hard coughing. I mean, it was like the. <laughs> I'm like Christ, dude, making yeah. me nervous over here. You know. Oh my God, <laughs> he was hacking up a lung. And he would pick like the most powerful emotional or yeah, intensely action or whatever mm -hmm. to just be down there. <laughs> and I'm Dude. like, no fucking way. Like he's hawking up a lung. He's gagging. He's not. He's not coughing. He's, yeah. he's fucking gagging. Yeah, the kind of coughing where you get choked. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> trying to drink some water to clear it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're like fuck. Yeah, no, so we had a noisy ass fucking theater, <laughs> but it didn't really detract from the movie at all. I don't think. Nah, we nah. were able to pretty much lock it in. We're pretty good at blocking out fuckheads. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we went and saw Top Gun Maverick, which was directed by Joseph. Uh, I think it's Kozinski. Kozinski, yep. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was. Well, well, we'll dive in. I thought it was really good. I say but yeah. The cast that was in it was Tom Cruise was playing as Maverick. Uh, Val Kilmer, Kalmer, Kilmer, is yep. Kilmer as Iceman, Miles Teller as a uh, Rooster, Jennifer Conley, Coonley, uh huh, Conley, uh, yeah. Conley, playing as Penny, Glenn Powell, uh, who's hang playing as Hangman, which I I want to kind of dig on in his character. Yeah. Uh, Monica Barboa, Barbow, Barboa, uh, I think. Playing as Phoenix, Lewis Pullman playing as <laughs> playing as fucking Bob, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then it had John Hamm and Ed Harris in it too. Which when I first yeah. saw Ed Harris, I was like, "Is that fucking Clint Eastwood?" <laughs> <laughs> I will say Ed Harris is looking his age finally. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that guy's fucking old." Is that did they get Clint Eastwood to Wait, match up with Tommy Cruise? Ed Harris, how old are you, you fucking dinosaur? Let's see. <laughs> Give me pull that up. Ed Harris uh, was born in 1950. So he's only 72. <laughs> Hate to see what he looks like when he hits 80. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Ah, oh, damn, Ed Harris. Whoa. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Happens to the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a synopsis here for us. So, oh, so do I. Oh, did you want to go ahead and read it for the class? No, 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 no. That's all you, baby. You're right in your all show. Right. So, after more than, 30, after more years than 30 years of service. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Hold on, hold on. Let's try and sync up and read it in unison. <laughs> We're singing it. Yeah. All right, do you want to read it? No, no, no. It's all you, baby. Okay. After. All right. After more than 30 years of service. 30 years of service. As one of the Navy's top aviators. Go ahead. Keep going. No, you're good. It's all you. No, you've got it. Pete Maverick Mitchell. There you go. You know, I'm assuming we're looking at the same thing. Is where he belongs. Right? No. Keep going. No? Mm -mm. Oh, alright. Well, you read yours then. Yours is probably better. Pushing the envelope as an incur er, <laughs> as a courageous test pilot uh, and dodging the advancement in his rank that would ground him. Uh, training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment. Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears. Uh, Culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who fly it. I guess we did have the same thing. Yeah. That's very serendipitous. Agreed. <laughs> Most indubitably. <laughs> Most indubitably. <laughs> hold, hold on, I'm going to take a big fucking drag off this <laughs> Virginia Slim. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so just diving right not in. Not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah, not a sponsor. Um, We're not sponsored by camels either. <laughs> uh, Marlboro Lights pending. <laughs> yeah, we're still working on that. One. Uh, so some of the stuff I want to talk about that were non-spoilery. Yeah, yeah. Is it's been a minute since I've seen it, but before we went, I watched a recap of Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you? Did you think it needed a? You have to see the first one to really understand it. No, I think it did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, if you hadn't seen, because I'm in the same boat where I hadn't seen Top Gun since I was like 11. Um, so I think it did a pretty good job of giving you the stuff that you needed to know uh, mm-hmm. through context or even through straight up flashback, uh, you know, that you would need to know from the first Top Gun to have effect on this one, I feel. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. sure it's one of those where you might get more out of it if you've seen um, you know, if you've seen the first one recently, or you know, it's one of your favorite films, you know what I mean, right? But, but yeah, yeah, I don't a lot think of my, it was necessary. A lot of my buddies at work, I was talking to them, telling them about uh, the movie, and they're like, "Man, I gotta yeah. watch the first one before I go see it." And I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't really you think did. you have to." I was like, "It yeah. does a pretty good job, but like, like going over basically what happened um, yeah. that you need to know, and they don't really dwell on it too much no. because they catch you up real quick." Yeah, they're pretty quick with it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then after that, oh yeah, you we always talk about the chemistry between like the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about the chemistry between Pete or Maverick uh, with Penny? Um, I believed it as like this this couple that, <laughs> ha- like you know, they're both. She's a divorcee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's got a you know a, a teenage daughter. And he's obviously just someone who can't maintain a relationship. <laughs> and they've had this weird on-again, off-again thing multiple times, it sounds like. Only. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I believed it as that there's something between them that, like, you know, God damn it, here we go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I did. I liked it. And I, I did like the, without getting into too much spoilers, the way that without having seen too much of their relationship, um, you know, obviously prior to this movie, you did feel like there was still growth in their relationship. Oh, big time. Um, you know, even though we didn't really get to see what it was like prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely... They made it... They played it off as, like, young love, too. Like, and they yeah. did that, like, in a really good and creative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Jumping over a little bit here, the overall story. Well, maybe I should have started with that. The overall story. Yeah, I thought it was fairly predictable. Sure, but like they gave us what we wanted. Like they're like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't predictable to a fault. It wasn't right. a bad story that was predictable. No, no. But it was like, uh, okay, you know, we have a, a secret mission. We got like the best of the best. This is what yeah. it is. All right. But like it was it was a dope ass plane movie. <laughs> like, yeah, like there and good that's planes. But I do think there was more to it than just the planes. I would agree. Like um, the people. Yeah, I mean, so you're talking about chemistry. I think the class had pretty good chemistry. Um mm-hmm. cuz at first I was like their banter was a little bit cringy, but then as I was thinking on it more, I was like, well, this is a real this is a group of 20-somethings who their whole career have been taught that they are the best in the world at what they do. 
Right. You know, so they're all going to be really big personalities. Yeah, that are like, you're like, at first, yeah, at first glance, you're like, what fuckheads? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you have Sweet Bob. Yeah, and then just Bob exists. <laughs> Bob's just this timid, quiet kid with glasses. And he's well, just and, like, and Bob is his... not his name, but that's his call sign. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what his name is. No, it's called Bob. Like, I looked it up and it just says Bob. <laughs> he's just Bob. Um, yeah, the yeah, opening cool scene of him. Signs. Yeah, the opening scene of him, he's brushing peanut dust because he's eating just fucking beer peanuts. Yeah, just fucking bar nuts. Bar nuts, beer peanuts. Bar nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking wiping dust off his pants. Just got a fucking jaw full. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically very much like, you know, they're all puffing their chest at each other and shooting pool and shit, and, oh, here he is, the big man, you know, and then they're just like, who the fuck is this guy, Bob? Like, they, they're like, how long have you been here? And he's like, oh, I've been here the whole time. Yeah, I've been and here he the just, whole time. He just blends in. He just flies way under the radar. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I thought the, the overall story was really, you know, good in the sense of <clears throat> they kept it, you know, really interesting all throughout. Like there, yeah. I didn't feel like as if there were any dull points. It was all pretty like, no, uh-uh. oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, even the the interpersonal stuff was engaging. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing I had here was keeping it realistic, which yeah, I was a big fan of. Um, I'm yes. not gonna lie, I I was wholeheartedly expecting it to be like they're like flipping around doing all this shit and you know stuff like that, but. Even no, the like stuff they, that they were doing was like it was cool, and I was like, you know, not everyone could do that, but it's like, right, fuck, like that. Takes but a these lot aren't of... everyone, you know. They're the True. best of the best yeah. of the best, you know. So it makes sense that they're doing some pretty intense shit because they're the ones that can. Right. Uh, I did. I, I wanted to mark here in my spoiler-free notes. I said that Maverick does a good job of towing the line between nostalgia that hits and being cringy. Uh, where there were yeah. times where it did feel a little heavy-handed on remember this part. Um, but overall, I think that it did more good than harm. Um, yeah. You know, like, I mean, it, it went as far as opening with fucking Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it, I mean, I think that was probably the most, like, aggressively here's a 1980s action film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was it was a little something for the people that, you know, Probably saw the first one in theaters, you know. A little something for the boomers. Hey, boomer. <laughs> uh, but and no, then, I thought the tension and the action were, like, right on the money. Mm-hmm. And then overall visuals of the film, I thought was... That was you know, pretty solid. Really good, yeah. Like, yeah. there were no points where I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, obviously, yeah, it, that's CGI. Well, I'm like, <laughs> like our boy Thomas Cruise uh, said there in that little... He has this weird, <laughs> weird, like sitting in the fucking director's chair, speaking to the audience. Wearing that black turtleneck. Yeah, wearing a black turtleneck and just has hollow eyes, and he's telling us thank you for seeing the movie in theaters and been a labor of love and decades and all that shit. He does talk about that they used real planes and that they were experiencing real Gs. Um, Yeah, Yeah, they all had to take a course. Yeah, and uh, obviously they weren't legitimately flying the planes because the U.S. government does not allow... (laughs) private citizens to fly military planes, which makes sense. Well, um, but they were, I'm sure riding 
I, I you know, in like the back seat and stuff like that to get some mm-hmm. of those camera shots of their face while they're flying. Oh yeah. Because there were parts like you're talking, you know, of like you mentioned it, where you're like, you can tell they're experiencing real G's because there's times where Tom Cruise's face looks like it's just melting. Yeah. Like all the characters, like you see their yeah. face kind of melt. Yeah, where just the fucking gravity is just trying to pull their, their eyelids down to their toes. <laughs> and then, you know, before we hop into spoilers, obviously we got to do our rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, so, you know, our rating system obviously is overwhelmed, simply whelmed, and underwhelmed. Uh, underwhelmed? I was, I was actually, I was overwhelmed. I didn't have, like, super high expectations. I didn't have too much of an inclination of wanting to come see this movie. And I left really satisfied and like, fuck, why was that so good? I agree. Yeah, like, I watched and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I watched the, the um, recap. Trailers and stuff. And then, Oh, the recap, yeah. And so I, I saw it. And I was like, you know, I, I'm excited to see the second one. Um, yeah. But you know, they uh, did a really good job of keeping you engaged, and it was a really good film. Like I'd say, it's a yeah, very overwhelming. Like if it yeah. came out on Blu-ray, I'd buy it. Yeah. Like if my wife said, "Oh man, I wish I'd have gone to see it with you guys," I'd be like, "Well, you want to go see it? I'll go see it again." Yeah. Like, I'd take her to go see it because I do think also it did benefit from the movie theater experience because there's times where like you know you got the jet engine and stuff like that flying by yeah, it, theater and, like, the seat rumbles your asshole you know mm-hmm. you're like whoa i felt the g's in my taint yeah <laughs> that's right hmm, who doesn't like some good taint g's you know <laughs> i do that's what i can say yeah yeah i can only speak for myself i love it <laughs> now at this point we are going into spoilers that's right. Uh, I wanted to jump. The Silver back. Surfer is in this, dude. It's so fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> fucking Doctor Michael Morbius steps through a Doctor Strange portal <laughs> and says it's Morbin time, and just breaks and just morbs everywhere. <laughs> morbs everywhere. Um, I was, I remember you telling me, uh, you whispering to me in the theater that Val, uh. Val Kilmer, yeah. Kilmer actually has, in the movie, he plays Iceman, and he has yeah. throat cancer. Yeah. And he actually has throat cancer. And yeah, I well, so Val Kilmer, yeah, he's a survivor of it. I mm-hmm. think he's in remission at the time, at this time. But um, he actually legitimately doesn't have the ability to speak anymore. Oh, really? How'd they? Uh, so that's why, yeah, so that's what I, well, no, so that's what I put in my, my notes here. Uh, not to jump over you, but I thought this was really cool. Um, he because he does have a few lines of dialogue, but they were actually AI generated, similar to the way that Luke Skywalker was done in Boba Fett, and then Darth Vader in Obi Wan, where it's not really? actually yeah Mark Hamill or James Earl Jones or Val Kilmer. It's an AI program you listening to a bunch of their dialogue from movies and spitting out new lines. Damn, they did a really good job because like I couldn't tell. No, huh. And I do think it helped that, like, you know, obviously with some of the issues of his illness, you know, his mouth isn't necessarily um, as mobile as, as mm-hmm. you know, a typical person's is. So if some of the lines seemed a little off sync or anything like that, you it's it's hidden behind the fact that his mouth doesn't move quite the same way. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, as, as the typical person. But I did think that was a pretty, um, like, moving or powerful thing of seeing 
Val Kilmer portray someone who is in his predicament. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it did an extra layer of, like, you know, emotion to it because it's, you know, on a certain level, it's not acting. Yeah, it's just real life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was really cool that they included it. Um, and they kind of did break away a second from like everything kind of pointed out, like his yeah. throat cancer's back. Yeah, and they slowed and, it down for you. Yeah, and that was a really nice touch on it. Yeah, and it was a good emotional moment for, for Maverick as well, in mm-hmm. that Iceman called him in to basically be like, dude, you gotta, gotta move on. You gotta let it go. Because like, he's yeah. still dealing with Goose. And blaming himself for his death and all that. And um, yeah, and it was a nice moment to have someone who is obviously, in, in the context of the film, reaching the end of their life, basically telling them, like, you know, you can't hold on to that shit. Yeah, you gotta live life, man, because it's gone before you know it. Yeah. And I even marked in, in somewhere in my notes here that, like, Tom Cruise does a proper bit of, like, actual acting at times. Where, like, he's not just the action man, you know? He, he actually has some emotion... They shows. I think I think Tom Cruise is a good actor. Yeah, he just oftentimes opts for, you know, the action movie paycheck, you know, the blockbuster versus the the drama, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is a very good actor. I mean, I think about Jerry Maguire um, is a really good movie. I have fucking A Few Good Men. Oh, yeah. The, for whatever reason, it's going to sound goofy at first. Fucking yeah. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's not. Yeah, I remember when I first Cruise. when I first saw that, I didn't know it was Tom Cruise. I didn't know it was Tom Cruise until like a couple years later, and yeah. then like I found out it was Tom Cruise. And I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like, you know, obviously SFX makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, like that just doesn't sound like him. It doesn't talk or act like him. So he just killed it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. like Tom, I think Tom Cruise. He's a little wacky, but he's a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> a little. Yeah, he's a little wacky. <laughs> He's he's just he's different. He's yeah, he's a little uh, out there, yeah. Callock, but Yeah. No, I do think I, I mean you figure they talk about the idea of like, you know, drama is easy and comedy is hard. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, you know, the testament of a good actor is uh someone who can pull off comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think obviously Tropic Thunder is a obviously a good example of that. And you know, oftentimes you see it go the other way where a comedian play a dramatic role and kill it because they have the comedic chops. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you had to see a dramatic actor who's typically you know, a dramatic actor play a comedic role. Yeah, it is a good, a good sign of their ability. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> the fucking jacket drop. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's a part where go ahead. Yeah. There's a, there's a part in there where Penny and Maverick, um, are kind of fooling around up in yeah they hooked up yeah Penny's bed or yeah Penny's bed which is upstairs um and her like daughter loft. yeah yeah and her daughter comes home and she's like oh, oh shit you know my daughter can't know you're here like you got to bounce and he's like all right well let me run through the back door and she goes no you got to fucking climb out the window and he's you know obviously it's like a comedic relief moment and stuff like that yeah so he jumps out the window but he drops his jacket first but his jacket falls so quick and so flat. Both Colin and I thought like it was Tom Cruise just, just fall, falling flat just on his, his back. back. <laughs> and we looked at each other and like, like, oh, and nobody else caught it except for us. But yeah. we were and, like, losing we, our shit. 
And we both had like the same reaction over the same amount of time of like immediate initial reaction, like God, oh, 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 I see. And then laughing at the fact that we both were like, "Fuck!" He just wiped out. Like, golly, because <laughs> he was. He was like, "This will be the first and the last <laughs> the time I'll last jump time out of a window got, for yeah. you," and then just falls straight <laughs> just, on his fucking back. <laughs> Just fuck, dude. Just, just starfish flat on the back. Molly flopped. <laughs> yeah, just belly flops. Uh. <laughs> really, really good. Though. But did you have anything else you wanted to add? That was all I had for my notes. Oh yeah, I've got a lot here. So I thought the mission that they were tasked with. Um, had the right amount of difficulty to justify the need for, like, that best-of-the-best best kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, within the context of the film, they did a really good job of even Maverick going, this is tough. Like, uh, I don't, you know, somebody's not coming home from this, right? was, like, the thing that kept coming up. Yeah. And um, I did like that they added that extra layer of the last challenge, basically, of, of this mission was making sure that everybody got home safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And kind of that human element combat, you know, coming up against at the end of the day, they're, you know, it's their job. And if they die in the line of duty, that's part of the gig. Oh, yeah. Right. That's why they do it. And we're, yeah. And we're like the, the military heads like John Hamm kind of seem to have that idea of less. So they're less concerned with the survivability of the mission and more just the ability to complete the mission itself. Right. Right. And I thought that the film did a really good job of, walking the audience through what a successful version of the mission looks like mm-hmm. through like the constant training montage and scenes like that to then when you get to the actual mission, you are kind of keeping tally in your head of like what needs to go right and what they need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like, Oh yeah, you gotta get that speed up Bruce, or what the fuck right, are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or how and, Hangman uh, was just going too fast and leaving everyone behind. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know in your head what it's supposed to look like. And it was interesting to see them run the course, you know, air quotes, multiple times, and then to see it in person and see them all kind of, like, this is their first real combat. Mm-hmm. And so to see them noticing, like, the SAM sites that were just an idea in their head, but now they're actually there. Yeah, and they're starting to fucking, oh, shit, pressure's on. Oh, like shit, This is, like, the real deal. Um, and, like, that scene was really tense. That was when I was talking about the tension. Where you're like, fuck, like, okay, come on, okay. Okay, come on, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the dog fighting was really good, too. It had oh, a, my God, yeah. was, like, holy fuck. Uh, the, the scene where, again, going back to keeping it realistic, there's a scene where one of the enemy, because they're, you know, they did the mission, everything like that, and Rooster and Maverick are trying to head back. Because they get shot down. Yeah, they get shot down, so they hijack a, a plane. The, that's yeah, one like of the a, enemy planes. But it's like an old, older F-14, plane. I believe he said. Some, yeah, something like that. And um, they have like fifth gen planes, so he fucking you know, flies right past him and then basically turns around and looks really cool. It looks realistic, but it looks really cool. And Maverick and Rooster are like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 where they... He fires the... F- is it that he fires a missile at the, at the fifth gen fighter? yeah. Does this weird like air break to go floating past him, and yeah, and, and you know, Rooster's doing his job of trying to keep an eye on the on the enemies for him, mm-hmm. and he does. He whips his head back and he goes, "What the fuck was that?" 
<laughs> and it's like, yeah, that was pretty fucking intense. Um, but no, talking about them getting shot down, I thought that that was a really good... Uh, it had a few, like, pretty effective callbacks where, you know, during the aerial combat training at, towards the beginning, yeah. Maverick uses this little, like, air brake maneuver to get behind Rooster and take him out. Mm-hmm. And then in that final, like, you know, trench run, basically... <laughs> Uh, Rooster's getting ready to get taken out by a SAM site, and he's out of his flares uh, that they use to stop the, the missiles. And, um, you know, Maverick uses that same maneuver to get over right behind him and drop his flares. And he ends up taking a hit, and that's how he gets taken out. And I legitimately believed that Maverick could have been dead there. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Fuck, yeah. They did a really good job like pulling uh, yeah, that off. Setting that up. Where, you know, the, the logical, like, emotional conclusion for his, like, redemption arc of, you know, I'm going to make up to you what I did, or what he thinks he did to his father, right? Yeah. And so then it would have made some sense for him to die there, saving the son of the man that he couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. And then they juke you and give you that, that happy, sappy ending. I did think that there is a little bit, like, when they returned to the aircraft carrier, uh... There was a little bit of like that. Maverick, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? You did it again. Yeah, it was very... All I could think of was in Parks and Recreation. Uh, Andy Dwyer has a character that he keeps coming up with called Burt Macklin FBI. And that's the, the gimmick that he keeps doing is he whips off his sunglasses and he goes, Burt Macklin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You've done it again. <laughs> that's all I could think of at the end when they're all like smiling and nodding and you know, it's like... <laughs> Maverick, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I think at one point, uh, yeah, it's when they, you know, they think Rooster and Maverick are both dead, and then they steal that, that, that plane, and they take off, and Rooster basically clicks on his uh, tracker on his suit. Yeah, and, and they all like, see oh, it. The, yeah, they're all like, oh, shit, Rooster's back, and he's flying, you know, he's moving Mach 5 or whatever. And they're like, how's that possible? And the fucking John Hamm's character is like, Maverick. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, Maverick, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it, it was, it was good. Like, and none of that stuff that was like tropey or like predictable or anything like that wasn't in a negative way. It was just like, yeah, you have this, it all feels right, you know? Yeah. And yeah I wasn't expecting so. it to have that. That, like I said, that like really effective emotional redemption for Maverick, where you're like, man, like he he, he done did it, you know, and giving him that that idea of like having to get over it, and I believed Rooster's anger with him. Oh yeah, they did a really good job with uh, the chemistry between those two. Oh, and something I didn't even put in my notes: Miles Teller, with that haircut being dyed like that, and the glasses and the mustache, and the he looks like. Like the actor that played Goose. Yeah, it was believable for him to be a son. Yeah, Yeah, there were times where I was like, fuck, like, how did they do that? (laughs) You know, these men's aren't even related. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's uh, a bunch of uh, celebrities that look alike. There's, uh, I can't remember their names. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Internet's being too slow. But no, I thought it was pretty dope when uh, 
like there's times where like I felt myself clenching my way through the G's with them, you know? Yeah, when, when it starts like, hitting like like yeah, like fucking, you know, ten nine and ten G's and you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ. How do they he's not fucking, blacking out? In the beginning when he's hitting like yeah, ten like point three. Yeah, and the sh- the fucking plane tears apart. Oh, that was yeah. a nice little comedic moment. So he's a test pilot at the beginning of the film, and that's how he's keeping himself in the air. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, like you said very uh, eloquently in your your you know <laughs> original, not Googled synopsis. Um, Correct. Yeah, he he should be promoted. He should be higher than he is. Uh, <laughs> what's John Hamm say? He should at least be like a two star admiral or something like that. Yeah. But he's not. He's just a captain. It's because he likes being in the air. And so he's the test pilot. Well, they're test flying this, you know, some sort of, te- uh, it looks like a stealth plane, mm-hmm. um, similar to like a SR-71 Blackbird. And uh, he he flies it at like, <laughs> the goal was to get to 10 Gs, and he can't help but take it a little further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he pushes it too far, and the plane breaks apart. And he has to eject. And he lands like just out in the middle of fucking... <laughs> nowhere nowhere he just walks into like this fucking mountain town diner it just covered in soot and ash from the plane and, and he's wearing, wearing like, looks a like a space suit, man because yeah. it's high altitude flying and he and you know all the people are looking at him. he doesn't speak he just kind of points at the glass of water chugs the whole glass of water and then is like you know where where am i and the little kid sitting at the counter goes earth yeah he that was a fucking funny. space man yeah that's what you were looking for there, baby. No, no. Oh, here I was just burning time for you. Oh, I thought we were just moving on. All right. Oh, well, yeah. I'm with you, baby. Yeah. Overwhelming. Go see that shit, actually. Yeah. It was really, really good. I do worry that with it doing really, really big box office numbers, that they're like, shit, does this mean we need a Top Gun 3? No. No. And you I had don't a think good that ending. we do. Yeah. No, I had, yeah, I had a good ending. Just leave it there. But. But you know how Hollywood is. They see them big bucks and go, yeah, we're in, baby. Figure it did superhero numbers. Oh, I, I forgot to put it in the news. Um, I saw this morning that it holds the record for the lowest drop in its second weekend for a film that made over $100 million in its first weekend. Shit. So basically, percentage-wise, it only dropped 32%. And funnily enough, the film that held the record before it was Shrek 2. Which made like 106 million its first weekend, and then only dropped 33 percent into its second weekend. But yeah, so I'm like, that's fucking intense. That yeah, when we got there, it was packed. Yeah, it was a full theater, and so it's doing really well. Like it's got legs, and so I think it's gonna probably be a billion dollar movie because it's already passed 500 million worldwide oh, in shit. two weekends. So it's a it's a box office juggernaut. It's making big money, and obviously, I think it shows the idea that. You know, in a post-pandemic kind of situation, people are ready to go back to the theater, like hardcore. Yeah. Between, you know, between Spider-Man and now this, I mean, yeah, people want to go to the theater, which is good. I was scared because I love the theater; it's I super nostalgic for me. And like, yeah, I remember when we first started going, they, they were pretty empty. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, damn, it's like going to a mall. When you went there as a kid, and yeah, now like and now balls aren't a big like, thing anymore. Yeah, so you just they're kind of dead. It's just super sad. Um, so yeah, seeing this stuff kick back up, it does kind of like get that flame going in my heart. Like as a kid, 
like, oh, fuck, dude, we're going to the movies. Yeah, we're going to the movie. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, a line of people waiting on the popcorn, and you get in there, and the theater's full, and you're like, yeah, this feels right. Like, that's the only exceptional time I'm more than happy to wait is at a full movie theater. Yeah. Because that's just part of the experience. You just got to wait through the yeah. line. Finally, the get idea your that popcorn. all of these people are here to see the same. Yeah, we're all excited to come mm-hmm. see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all of that to say, what you thinking about this week? Well, actually, I am thinking about something. So I'll start oh, with yeah. that. Uh, lately, for what... Flow. I'm sorry about it, baby. But uh, <laughs> recently, I've been thinking about uh, playing the Uncharted series again. Yeah. Like, that's been sitting on my chest. And it, I remember, you know, we talked about it maybe like a couple months ago, saying how I miss playing the Uncharted series. I might have talked about it on the podcast. I don't know. Um... But like probably back when we talked about Uncharted. Yeah, could yeah, could it be? No, I don't think it was that episode. Um <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't make any sense. No. Nah. But I was just at work today and uh we were super fucking slammed and also <laughs> I, I we have to talk about this real quick. Yesterday was single-handedly the worst day of my fucking life at work. I don't know about Oh, okay. I was like I don't know about that. <laughs> no. Like I work, I work in like retail. Yeah, sales and retail, especially sales. Yeah, sales, and uh, like it was just Karen Mageddon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just dude, we onslaught. we opened up to four phone calls like right off the rip of just people losing their minds, <laughs> and it's like, it's man, screeching. yeah, basically, man, and it's just like I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help you out here, and you're just like screaming at me. So I, I'm I'm losing my will to help you. Yeah, my patience is getting thin. And then you know, when people start coming in, everybody was just grouchy or just rude or mean or just un like just damn <laughs> like it sucked. And then somebody stayed like forty minutes past close. Yeah, you I were getting late to the movie. Yeah, I texted you and I was like, "Hey, I just got out." I was stressing. I'm standing there in the lobby with fucking popcorn and a drink and some candies. I look like I've been stood up. <laughs> Do you ever yeah, think about yeah. that? How we constantly look like a couple? I mean, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, offended by it, but I'm like, yeah, like, I wonder if the, you know, we're there pretty frequently. I wonder if the people at the theater are like, oh, here's that couple. Yeah. They I see mean, a lot of movies. Yeah, because we, sh- we share popcorn and candy and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, dude, yeah, I remember I got there and I was walking straight to you and <laughs> you were laughing and I was just like, dude, I had the worst fucking day ever today. <laughs> and then yeah, okay. I just, we just didn't talk about it. Went into the theater. Yeah, we just, yeah you're like, this day fucking sucks. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you're all, yeah, yeah, finally you're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but, uh, you know, you're talking about having a bad day and you were just thinking about playing Uncharted. Oh, Yeah. Dude, yeah, no, I was just sitting at work, and um, we were kind of busy this morning, and then it kind of simmered out for a hot second, and I just I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, fuck, dude, I've been hankering to play Uncharted. Like, I want to sit, like, I want to take a vacation and just start it, and then yeah. don't do anything else until I finish it. Yeah. Have you played Lost Legacy yet? No. No, I have to. I got Love, to. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, but I've played That's one through four. Similar. And dude, just uh, the second one holds yeah. a whole lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah, yeah, that one's gas. 
Gas. Welcome pass. back. To, yeah, welcome back to <laughs> Gas or Pass. Gas. Gas. But then, other than that, really, I just wanted to, you know, say welcome back <laughs> to Chris's Cryptid Corner. This week, we are talking about a uh, carnivorous plant called the Yativio, Yativio, which translates to "I see you already." Like I see you already. Um, it is found oh, in. It's a tree that's found in South America with a more famous cousin uh, in Africa. But the plant is said to catch and consume large insects, but also attempts to consume humans. So, which makes me think that maybe this could have been real at some point. Um, but so it says here that the Yativio uh, is a tree stump with wiggling branch tentacles. Essentially, like they're thorns. Yeah, almost like vines. Um, yeah, that violently grab anything at it nearby, um, which is why. Seymour. <laughs> which why it gives it a uh, the name. I see you there. Uh, That's creepy. Just the fucking. I see you there. I see you there. Grabs you. And it's yeah. it's it says in quotes the monster was named for the words uh, supposedly. Speaking to its victims before grabbing them, saying, I see you there. That's that's fucked up. That's just terrifying. Just a fucking stump with with vine hands going, I see you there. Watch you there. And just, just eating you up. Um, and it says the man eating tree first appeared in the late nineteenth century. Um perpetratedly detailed. Did you tell me where it was at? Uh it's in South America and Africa. Right on. Yeah, I was I was daydreaming about Uncharted. <laughs> Oh, we're that welcome to my world. Um, yeah, but they actually J.K. Rowling, the Whomping Willow, re- oh, she's okay. referencing it. So basically, yeah. imagine that, but there's a mouth in the trunk, and the <clears throat> they got thorns on them instead of just twigs. Rock on. But I mean, this thing's just taking a look at it. It it looks horrifying. The picture that they have like is swallowing yeah, a man. Let me see this thing. Let me peep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh my god! <laughs> like, sorry, that's my nuts. Whoa. But yeah, it's like yeah, swallowing. That's not what I was picturing. Yeah. No, it's just a trunk. Just it's yeah, swallowing it's a tree, this but man. It's tentacles instead of branches. And yeah, they just apparently the the arms will lay down, and if it feels something on the ground or on the grass or anything, it'll start moving towards that direction and just grab whatever. I like the the other like. Other dudes that are just like, God damn. Yeah, they're looking at it like he's none a lost None cause. of them look like they're trying to save him. No, you know no they're, he's, he's gone. They're all like, holy fuck. He's done. Get <laughs> Not the fuck really. out of here. <laughs> but, I mean, so stuff like that. I don't know. I really like cryptids that might be true. Yeah, I do too. Um, because especially something like this where it's like, we have like the Venus flytrap. You know, that's a thing. Right, yeah. Um, so maybe, obviously, this would probably be like millions of years ago um but what if there's a plant just like that or that's how it would catch its prey with large insects and like we've talked about before the the you know the idea of like the big fish you know Mm. maybe one dude in one village was found dead tangled up in vines of this tree and then that turned into my god that tree fucking ate him you know what i mean and then that story gets passed around and then it turns into this you know this whole cryptid here that we got I love it. 
But yeah, stuff like that's always cool. If you ever have any suggestions, definitely leave them at simplywellmailbag at gmail dot com. That's right. Um, yeah, but I mean, sh- I thought that shit was fucking nuts. Fucking bananas, like Gwen Stefani said, shit was bananas. Yeah, she said it best. What about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. What have you been, what thinking, have about, I been baby? thinking about? <laughs> yeah, what you've been Thank thinking you for asking. I wasn't expecting such a question. Uh, no, you know what I've been thinking about. Like, I feel like an addict that's relapsed. Bo Burnham, on the one-year anniversary of Inside, uh, posted a video uh, over an hour long on YouTube of a bunch of outtakes from uh, the original special mm-hmm. that he'd been editing over, like, the two months prior. And it turned out really good, and there's some solid songs uh, and some really good bits in there. And I was like, I just found myself feeling like I was watching Inside again. And I'm like, fuck. And then on uh, past Friday, I think, the uh, deluxe edition of the album itself came out, uh, and it had some of those songs on it. And it was kind of nice because I was worried that he hadn't finished any of the songs in the outtakes, but he Uh didn't, so there's quite a few like complete songs uh, on the deluxe album. The and spider, like, yeah, the spider. But on like legitimately, I don't know why, but he has a, that's basically a play on the "Why did the chicken cross the road?" joke, and oh. it's in a very emotional song. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's really sad, and that's something that it, I was thinking about it a lot because I've again I've been listening to that dissected podcast um, on Spotify that that's been doing a deep dive on inside. Mm-hmm. And they brought up a decent point where I'm like, somebody on Reddit made the comment, apparently. Like, basically, they just want Bo to forget music and just go into filmmaking. He, he would be fucking also, good at it. Yeah, because also he's made a movie called Eighth Grade, and it's very good. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like, maybe he should just, you know, spend more time behind the camera. Because he's obviously good at the the editing and the writing and the, the, the directing, you know. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, and the fact that he did work on this for two months uh, makes me think that maybe he, you know, I was kind of worried that with the way Inside went for him emotionally, uh, that maybe it wasn't something he would want to do again. But with him willing to put two months into, like, an outtakes video on YouTube, um, it it gives me some hope that maybe it reinvigorated something in him creatively, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and that'll get some more more Bo Burnham content, because I am a hardcore Bo Burnham stan. And uh, Inside, I think, is just, like, some of the best art ever. Um, yeah. From both a, a visual, like, the film itself, and then the just the album. Yeah. No, he's really fucking talented. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's the perfect... It's like a good leader, you know? Uh, a good leader doesn't ask for that role. It's just given he to doesn't him. doesn't want it. Pressed upon him. And I think that's Bo's relationship with, like, fame and talent as an artist is like he has this really confusing relationship with it uh, but by god does he deserve the recognition you know absolutely uh and then on a much less interesting note i've been playing the fuck out of sims 4 with just too many mods on it what mods just do you have mod- uh just all like mostly um hentai no uh oh, <laughs> oh word no mostly like just more realism where it's like, now I've got to pay fucking the electricity bill as well as rent, as well as that, and that's yeah. a bunch of different jobs, and just more depth, I think, to it, where it's like, you know, Sims can be kind of boring after a day, but if you add more to it, it's like, yeah, there's more to discover and things like that. Um, For sure. 
And then we've been playing Project Zomboid. Oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, that shit's so fucking hard. Yeah, like, it's too like, hard. Like, it's too hard. Like, yesterday or the day prior, I don't remember, we were playing. And, uh, it's just, for people that don't know, it's a zombie game that honestly does have some Sims elements to it. As sure. far as, like, you've got to worry about your needs. Um, you get boards. Yeah, like, yeah, silly thing. Not silly, but things that you wouldn't think about in a zombie game. It's like, yeah, my guy is bored. And uh, all of that to say that you build a character and you go through all that, and it's, you know, you're not immune. So, like, yesterday we made it really far. We, like, felt like we'd succeeded because you were on death's door with uh, dehydration. Yeah, We're just wandering through the woods in the dark. Like, we're fucked. Where the fuck are we? You know, and I'm like, dude, I'm just going to run ahead and hopefully I can find something and then I'll come back and get you, you know. And you're yeah. like, okay. And you're just dragging your one foot behind you like, <laughs> Dead man and walking. Found, yeah, and I found a farmhouse and I was like, oh my god. You know, and so we got you all doctored up. And, and we tore it up in there, dude. We left yeah. it spotless. Yeah, we didn't leave anything behind. We were taking sheets off of beds. <laughs> we were like, this is ours now. And uh, yeah. It didn't have power, but it had running water, so you're just drinking too much water, making yeah. yourself sick like a dog. And then uh, we, you know, we're like, all right, you know, we had a new lease on life, and we made it like maybe two houses over, and you got bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and you died, and I had to beat your head in with a pipe, because you came uh, back as a zombie. That's right. And I was like, whoa. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, and then the last thing is Hunt Showdown. Oh yeah, we've been fucking it up on Hunt Showdown. Yeah, we've been we've good. been like doing pretty good at it too. Yeah, we've had a yeah. No, I will say since the last time we played it, they did add like the skill based matchmaking. So <laughs> that's probably a part of it is that it's like we're gonna put these fucking losers with other losers, <laughs> and then it's just the battle of the losers, and we'll see who loses more. That's right. And well, it's and not us, baby. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'll tell you that we are slaying it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a good time doing that. That's fun stuff. People should check that Do... out. It's on too. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Do we None of you talk about the episode of Kenobi? Like, did we want actually want to do that little segment? I don't have any notes. Oh, baby, I got plenty. Do you? Oh, dude, I like there's like a steel trap in my brain. Like I've been waiting for <laughs> so this. So you don't have notes. You don't have notes. You just have things you want to talk about. Exactly, but it's about literally the entire episode. I mean, we're running on a, on an hour fifteen. If you think we can crush it in ten, it can be a little longer of an episode. All right, get in there, <laughs> dude. Yeah, fucking Kenobi was bananas this episode. Like it was stupid. Yeah. Like, so opening up, you know, trying to go in chronological order, uh, they make it to that planet. Yeah. And they're the, walking. The cargo ship takes them. Yeah. And they're walking around and that guy picks them up, you know, and they're just talking. And Leia's the one who's like, let's ask for a ride. So we're not walking. And uh, Ben's like, pass, like, nah. Yeah. And she yeah, ends up yeah. going and asking the guy like, hey, you know, like my, you know, playing it off. Like, hey, my dad and I are lost. We're on a walk. Uh, we're trying to get home. Like, do you mind taking us to the airport? He's like, yeah, I'm heading that way. And then you see on the back of his truck, just the empire symbol. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and no. like instantly I was like on the edge of my seat and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And then, you know, driving up, seeing them at that gate. 
and they just start because he he almost blew his cover by calling because he says Her that Leia's Leia. name is Luma. Yeah, or no, she yeah. does. She's the the lie master. She's like, I'm Luma. This is my dad's. Yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, he accidentally calls her Leia, and the <laughs> and they're, they're like, he called her Leia. I thought you said her name was Luma. He's yeah, like, basically, uh, Leia was like, her mother's name. <laughs> and yet, but he's kind of talking about Padme. Padme, yeah. And you see it too, and it's just I love the aspect that they're taking, like how heavy of a toll, because nobody thinks about like. Yeah, that he you know, knew you're her seeing mother. a bunch of neck. Yeah, you're seeing a bunch of neckbeards online be like, you know, why is he so disconnected from the force? Dude, everything he fucking believed in just got torn down and his Padawan, and which was his best friend, yeah. Is, yeah, fell to the dark side. And who, guess who fucking trained him? Him. <laughs> him. Yeah, he trained fucking new space Hitler. Like, and, and you know, the, the fucking downfall of the Jedi Order was in large part due to him training this kid. And so, like, yeah, like, and he's just a dead, like, and that's why it's like, you know, this is an open. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, so, like, people have been really shitty. I say people. A very select group of people have been, like, mega mad at the actress that plays Reva. Uh, Not for any specific reasons, you know, which kind of leaves one glaring reason, right? And some people have been just outwardly honest about why they don't like her, right? Uh, that it's a, it's racially motivated dis dislike of her character. Uh, and both the Star Wars, like uh, I guess we'll say Twitter account, I guess like the Star Wars brand tweeted basically that there's like twenty thousand different species in in our galaxies. Uh, why choose to be a racist? You know, right? And then Obi Wan himself, fucking Ewan McGregor, posted a video of him basically saying like. If you're being racist about this shit, you're not a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And like, like I love I love that he made that video and sent that out, but it also broke yeah. my heart cuz I'm like the fact that he has to. It, right. Yeah, like you shouldn't have to do this shit. Like yeah. it's 2022. Yeah. You know, like well, again, why it's the are same we same thing of like like people getting upset at the idea of um fucking Michael B Jordan playing a a version of Superman and it's like he's a fucking alien. Yeah, like, why does it matter? Why does it matter if he's white or black or green? You know, if it's a black person playing Superman, Superman is an alien. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Also, it's skin. It doesn't betrays no purpose, per se, to the story. So, like, it just doesn't. There's no reason. I'm getting boiled up. We got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm getting too boiled up. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no. That'll just be a new minor semi reoccurring segment for us. It's just. SJW cuck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, mo- yeah, going back, but we see Obi-Wan just tear up all of those stormtroopers at the gate because they yeah, do a at search. The checkpoint. Yeah, and they find out that he's Obi-Wan and he yeah. starts destroying everything and then does the class. Uh, we, we talked about it how, or I think maybe a buddy and I talked about it at work. I can't remember if it was you or I, you and I or him or I. But the classic, they just shoot the gate and it just stops working. Like, that's the ultimate yeah, solution. Yeah. Well, and it was a gate that they could have walked around, too. That was what you and I had talked about. Yeah. And it just didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But then, you know, there's just, they, they start hiding and stuff like that. And the Inquisitors come out. Jumping yeah, in the park. it was park. interesting that 
I thought I thought it was interesting that the their contact on that planet that they were supposed to meet is a legitimate M- imperial uh, who's just become basically like disenchanted with uh, with the empire. She joined mm-hmm. up thinking that it stood for one thing, and now that she's in it, she doesn't agree with it, and so she's kind of trying to tear it down from the inside. You know, using her position within the empire to help people that are enemies of the empire. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting how they drew a, I mean, it was very much a parallel, I think, to like the Underground Railroad type deal of, what do they call it, the path? Something like Something that like was that. basically the, the escape route for the, uh, for the Jedi that are running away or people that are friends with Jedi or just general enemies of, of the Empire or mm-hmm. the Sith. But jumping forward a little bit, mm-hmm. seeing Darth Vader and Ben fight... Yeah. Oh my god. And you and can see how Vader's gotten stronger and yeah. Ben's way out of practice. Yeah, and like Vader's like fresh in the shit, so you know he's walking with a big ego. Yeah. And I mean, he see I like how I mean, you don't really see him run in any of them, but in this one he's just slow like Sunday strolling down this town killing people and you see it all. Like he straight up snapped somebody's neck. Uh, and then started choking someone, and then was dragging somebody yeah. down the road as he's fucking walking. And it's like, oh my god! Like he yeah, has a lot of hate. My in his wife hands had, are... a good, had a good question of that person that that kid that she that he snapped his neck. Was it just because of a fuck you, or did he sense? Because he does kind of stop and like looks like he's maybe feeling the force, mm-hmm. right? So maybe that kid was force sensitive, and he just you know snuffed that out real quick. I thought, and, th- and that could be true. This is just my thought. I thought that he sensed Obi-Wan, but didn't quite know it was Obi-Wan. Right, yeah. And he just sensed the force. was like, uh, it's that guy. It was, yeah, and was trying to draw him out, maybe, even. Yeah, I think that was what it legitimately was, was that he was just trying to draw Obi-Wan out. Similar yeah. to how they did with Owen. Mm-hmm. Trying to get Obi-Wan to speak up. But then, fucking... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this whole episode was just Obi-Wan getting his shit rocked. Rocked. Like, Vader beat the piss Vader, out of him. Vader beats the fuck out of him, and then just uses the Force to lay him down in fire. And his yeah. face like, you will feel the pain I felt! And you're like, whoa. Dude, yeah, and he's just burning his arm to a crisp. Yeah. And it's just like, God. It went on damn. longer than I thought it would. Yeah, it was there for a minute, and like he kept dra- like slowly dragging him closer. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the... Uh, that spy saves him. Yeah, and then they're able to get away, but yeah, we just had to talk about that shit. Like it was intense, and I thought they did a really good job of showing, um, like Obi Wan being afraid of Vader. Oh yeah, because you know he was mad scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see it in his eyes. Yeah, that he's like Jesus. And there was actually an interview with the two of them, um, Hayden Christensen and uh, Ewan McGregor. And Ewan talked about the idea that like, having someone in that Vader costume coming at you, he was like, yeah, I couldn't help but feel a little bit of fear inside. You know, he's like, that's the first time I, I had legitimate fear um, in a scene. Mm-hmm. And I could see it, you know, if you've got somebody in, in, you know, in boots and stuff like that to make them taller than you, and it is a pretty oppressive suit anyhow, with right, the cape well, and the shape of the helmet. As well as like the scenery that you're in. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a whole set. Yeah, and so this like, guy's yeah, just bearing down on you. Yeah, lights are dim. 
And I did like that we got to see just some classic Vader one-handed saber dueling, you know? Oh, yeah. Where he doesn't wield it with both hands. He's just... He's just chopping at it. Yeah, like he's chopping wood. He's just going for him. (laughs) Yeah, that that episode was intense, and I'm looking forward to see uh, where it goes. Yeah, Yeah, because he's not done. There can't be. That's the thing I've been seeing a lot online is like, you know, people have had mixed opinions on how Disney has handled the property so far, but everybody's in agreement that, like, Disney decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fucking just give you so much good Vader shit. And that's what we want. Yeah. Like, give me more of that. Figure fucking Rogue One. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, Daddy Darth. Fuck. Yeah, when he just cuts through them, all those rebels. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking force lifts one up to the ceiling. And crushes him, cuts him in half. Yeah. Yeah, because that one dude, you see, he doesn't do the choke. He just fucking clenches his fist down. So, you know, he just crushed that dude's neck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, shit's... Oh my god, shit's been so good. <laughs> and then in fucking Jedi Fallen Order, like, that whole final sequence against Vader. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he doesn't have a health Kills. bar or anything, you just have to run. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah. It just kills the second sister real quick, and then he's barreling yeah. towards you, and you're fucking <laughs> running. <laughs> <laughs> and like the fact that Seer is like run, and then she runs at him, and he just flicks her away, and you think she's yeah. dead, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" But, uh, oh my god, yeah, I have not been disappointed with any of the episodes I've seen. No, I mean neither. And but, again, like we've talked about, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but I know that we've talked about it multiple times in in you know real life. Uh, fucking, there's been people that are hating on it. And like we've said, the people that hate Star Wars the most are Star Wars fans. And it's a little bit, like, annoying in some ways, where you're like, Jesus Christ, like... Get over yourself. Like, yeah. They think they're all fucking, you know, grade-A script writers, and that they own the thing, right? And they don't. Like, it's not yours. So quit fucking acting like it is. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Star Wars fans hate Star Wars more than anybody. And it's a little I'm disheartening. A in fan, it. And I thought it was gas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's yeah. N- nice little extra segment there. Got us up to the 125 mark. Good, go. good, good move there, baby girl. I knew you could. Yeah. Uh, we should start so, doing that every because it comes out every Wednesday, so we'll be able to talk about yeah, it every Sunday. And, and I think fucking Ms. Marvel starts this this week. Dude, so I got to fucking catch that, up. Oop, go ahead. No, yeah, so if we watch that and we like it. Maybe, you know, we can throw that in, too. You, I need to fucking catch up on the boys. I heard this new season. It just is bananas so far. Yeah, there's so much TV to watch, though. Like, we've also got to yeah. catch up on... Like, we've fallen behind on Barry. Because it comes out on the same night that we record this. Yeah. Uh, and so we've fallen behind on that. We've definitely got to catch up on Better Call Saul. Because they're in their mid-season break right now on the last season. Yeah. So, yeah, we just got a lot of TV to watch. I say we just start just binging it. I think I might kick up on because you're ahead of me, so I think I might just start kick up on the boy. Start. uh, I (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think I just might start watching the boys like before I go to bed. I'm not ahead of you. My wife is definitely. Which episode are you on? Like four. Yeah, you're ahead of me. Mm -hmm. 
I've seen like the first episode. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, I said her name. Boof. Hold on, I'll give us a real clean. My wife. There we go. I'll cut that in. <laughs> I just like my wife. <laughs> Is my wife. I just cut in Borat. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. I like a six. It's nice. All right. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, no, I was just keeping that all in. I don't give a shit. Oh, word. Uh, I will just cut out where I said her name and just put in my wife. Uh, no, so I think that's it, baby. I think that's all we got. Yeah, that's all I got for me. If you, yeah, uh... So. If Again, you we want to thank you guys. Whoa, dude. I, that's crazy. I just thought I was running it. I thought... Too, but... No, no, no. I said you were running the review. I thought... <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the top here. Let me read my notes here. Get my glasses pushed up. I am your host, Colin, <laughs> and I am joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris greets. Uh, that doesn't sound right to me. Run back the tape. Check the last <laughs> 14 episodes. Uh? I guess 13 and a half. Once again, we <laughs> want to thank you guys. Look, we got the text in the day. Uh, we have to say this. We got oh, the text yeah, yeah. in the day. Let me pull up the messages. Let me pull up the yeah. messages. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we got to gotta scroll past some of the TikToks I sent you. Okay. You texted yeah, me text this, morning, yeah. this morning saying, hey, do you want to take the lead on Top Gun uh, for this week? On well, the Top Gun review thing. this week. Yeah. And you said, like, we did the Northman. Um, and then I wasn't able to answer you yet because I was at work. And you said, or nah, later that day. Well, no, 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 no. What time did you work? I worked at noon. Well, I had to be there by eleven yeah, thirty. Yeah, and I texted you at nine. Listen, I like and the then, snooze. And then at eleven thirty-eight, I was like, "Or nah?" Like, goddamn. <laughs> but no, I replied with, "You know, fuck yeah." And he said, "You know, you're like, I'll get some good news together, gather up some of my thoughts, notes, and a maverick, um, and we can just party rock." Yeah, and I was like, "Sounds good." good. Yeah, I was like, "Sounds good." I'll write up some questions, <laughs> and then you said, "Don't try to outshine me. Remember your place." You plebe. And you <laughs> said, just, whoa. And I just sent LOL and then an angry emoji and said, but, but yeah, but seriously. And then we just got to talking about how we're going to make it this whole drama thing and we're going to blow it out of the water and I'm going to sue yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and I said, and then we're, I said, you were like, I'm just going to blow it out of the water. And I said, I just draft up a really solid deep dive on a cryptid and blow away anything you've done. From here on out, the podcast takes on a much more hostile tone. <laughs> so it turns into like, by the end of it, we're each writing whole episodes and just doing our own episodes. We just fucking sue each other and it goes viral yeah. and we make millions on the podcast is. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both just sent big brain time videos. Or <laughs> memes to each other. Big brain. Big just, brain. Our brains are just swollen with knowledge. <laughs> Sitting in my garage. <laughs> Knowledge. Knowledge. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, we're fucking around. Uh, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Uh, five stars on, you know, wherever you should be able to do it right in app. Uh, tell your friends about it. Share us on social media, shit like that. Uh, that's been really helpful for us. Uh, you know, just word of mouth. Uh, and if you did want to try and get in touch with us some feedback or ask us any questions, uh, you know, again, send in those death threats. Uh, what yep. would you, how would they do that, bub? Well, first I want to say we have somebody um, who actually wants to be in our cult <laughs> so per the last email so i mean we got that going so we might yeah uh, like it started we might have yeah, to we might have to buy like a private island yeah, start dressing in robes oh my god did you see that about jared leto yeah that was nuts. like i don't i don't know that i want to get into details on that but that felt very manson family <laughs> yeah that's nuts but you could always reach out if you do want to create something like that with us uh you can always reach out to us on instagram and you facebook at family yeah, he wants family. You want to reach? <laughs> what the fuck? Shut, shut the fuck up. 
if you want to reach out to us, you can definitely reach out on Simply Whelmed Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. And then, as always, you can send us emails at simplywhelmedthemailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Next week, I th- we're going to talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Like, Yeah, we saw a trailer for it, and we were like, oh, yeah. actually. Ooh, wait a minute. Like, I was not super sold on the last one. Mm-mm. It was pretty mid at best. But this looks pretty dope. It's kind of got like a Planet of the Apes cross Jurassic Park thing going on. And I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. So I'm willing to give it another shot. Yeah, there were some shots in there where I was like, oh my god, like the shock factor. Yeah, you've got, fucking, yeah, you've got raptors running through fucking Europe and shit. You know, different yeah. European cities. I'm like, Whoa. And they were not shy to show in the trailer just them eating people. A dude just straight up running with like a scoon just gets bit in half. And you're like, Whoa. yeah. So yeah, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about next week, right? And, you know, gives us an excuse to go back to the theater. That's right. Yeah, I need to go back. I still need to get my uh, AMC Stubbs member. I need to, I, wanna, no, I want to, I want to. keep rewards. No, I need to get rewards. Not a sponsor, by the way, but if no, uh, AMC but wants to reach out. Yeah. yeah, AMC, hit us up, holla at us. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> holla at, holla at us. Yeah, holla at us. <laughs> we ain't no holla back, girl. Uh, thank you, everyone. There's a lot of Gwen Stefani. <laughs> like, Dude, Gwen the same shit, song. Like... like, actually, it's just that song. <laughs> this shit Listen. is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes, it's bananas. No, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We will see you next Wednesday. That's the end of the show, Chris. So, uh,